0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Geordie's FPL podcast. We are Stephen and Dan, better known as Geordie's FPL. And if you're joining us today, we're going to be talking about which teams we like in an attacking and defensive sense in relation to the opening fixtures of the season. During this, we will discuss players that we like and also touch upon rotation pairings for the 21-22 season. So I hope you all enjoy.
1: We've recovered from our Euro hangover. I've moved into my house and we are back in your ears. I am Dan. I am one half of Jordy's FPL. I'm joined again by Stephen. Stephen, how are you?
0: I'm feeling better now. Haven't fully recovered, I would say, but I'm feeling better. What about you? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it is what it is, isn't it? As an England fan, as a Newcastle supporter, we're used to it. We don't expect much. If you don't expect much, you don't get disappointed. And it's probably the same again here, again, in the day. Yep. Right so this week we are going to have a little run through the fixtures or what teams we like based on their fixtures. I think it's all over the FPL community and there's loads of threads about each team and how their teams are going. But I think me and Stephen are going to try and simplify it for people. We are going to be aiming to entertain rather than be this most serious FPL players in the world. So we're going to give you three teams that we fancy attacking wise, three teams that we fancy defensive wise. Why we think that, and also give you a bit of food for thought, and let you make your own decisions as well. Right, right, rock and roll. I'll start off proceedings then. We'll start. We'll go through our attacking teams that we like, and then we're defensive teams. That sound all right.
0: Sounds good. So we've got Liverpool as the first attacking team we're looking at.
1: We have yes. So having a run through their fixtures, the first six: as Norwich away, Burnley at home, Chelsea at home, Leeds away, Palace at home. And Brentford away. So you might think there's a little bit of a mixed bag there because you've got Chelsea and Leeds both who done well last season. But I just think it's going to be impossible to avoid one, if not two, of their assets attacking-wise. Um Norwich away, and well two promoted teams in the first six, and they've definitely got the players to do it. I mean it's obvious to say Salah, but you've got to say Salah because I'm looking at his statistics now, he's forty-nine point two percent owned. So that's nearly half of the game I've already got in your teams. He'll be in mind, Stephen. I don't know about yours. He'll
0: be in mind. He'll probably be captain most of these games that you've just referred to as well. I mean, yeah. he is fixture-proof, but these fixtures are just perfect for the start of the season as well.
1: Well, that's it, isn't it? We'll always see how fixture-proof he is, but these kind of fixtures really do just play into his hands. I think another player you might want to consider is Jota. Seven and a half million. It really, really is a steal. and you're always going to worry about his minutes. I think that's probably the only thing putting people off. But £7.5 if he doesn't play and he's on your bench, it's not bit, as big a kick in the teeth, would you say?
0: You'd be fine with it. He might, the thing is with him, if he comes off the bench, he's still likely to get a return. So you'd be happy with him, even if he was playing only 30 minutes for one game out of a few.
1: Especially with those fixtures, I think you can get half an hour at £7.5 Midfielder for Liverpool is still pretty good going, but I do think you'll get more game time this season. Obviously, last season had quite a lot of um, injuries in there, but
0: I think you'd rather have him than Firmino because Firmino's nine million. Yeah, you'd rather go for Jota because obviously he gets the extra points with the goals, um, and then he's one point five million cheaper. So,
1: yeah, and I think if you really do want to be a maverick and you don't care about your FPL rank whatsoever, just go for Marnie. 12 million, get him in nah, I wouldn't advise anyone to do that I must say
0: Maybe maybe it's just for a punt now and then You might bring him in, like free hit or something like that If they've got a decent fixture But otherwise, probably stay clear
1: Yeah, perhaps maybe as if you're not Planning on taking the game too seriously And you're just starting off And you just fancy it, then just go for it I suppose I also to mention They've got Palace in the fifth fixture in game week five. They won 7 nil in the reverse fixture last year, so there was definitely goals there. If I remember, did Salah come off the bench and get a hat-rick?
0: I think he got two goals, didn't he? two goals, yeah. Two goals, two goals yeah, and an yeah. assist and just can't... screwed me up.
1: Well, that's it. I can't remember I had seen the team leak or something like that, so I was advising people not to have him in the team. One of the lads at football didn't check.
0: Had captain. him as captain. So
1: I was... Having, I was, I was Giving him absolute pelt, as and then, he was giving it me back, but never mind.
0: It was devastating, wasn't it, how people didn't check the teams, had him as captain, and then they still ended up well, with it. some return.
1: Well, that's sometimes That just shows how sometimes Fantasy listening they Twitter or watching Twitter too much is uh, sometimes bad for your team. Definitely. Who do you fancy next for attacking-wise, then, Stephen?
0: So I've looked at Aston Villa, only really looked at them for the first three fixtures, but... The first six for them is Watford away, Newcastle at home, Brentford at home, and then we've got Chelsea away, Everton at home, and Man U away. So probably disregard the last three fixtures, although they didn't do too bad in them last season. Um, But in terms of the players, you've got to look at Watkins and Buendia, haven't you, really?
1: Well, I think it's hard to look past them, especially when you're not quite sure what's going to happen with Grealish. Is he staying? Is he going... There's a lot of talk at the minute. It seems to be more on the Kane transfer, but you can just imagine that one bubbling away in the background, and then before you know it, you've got a... The Villa asset that you wanted attacking-wise doesn't play for Villa anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think the price point at £8 million. It is a bit of a stumbling block compared to Buendia, who's six point five. Apparently doing all right in friendlies already. I think he got two assists the other day, both for Watkins as well.
1: Oh, well, that's definitely worth thinking about. It's How much can you take out with pre-season friendies is always that's, a question that's asked. but
0: That's the only thing. But if you look at them last season in the Championship, 15 goals, 16 assists. Wow. Be over 200 points without bonus.
1: That's a pretty good goal. I mean, the argument's always going to be, oh yeah, but it's the Championship. It's a different kettle of fish.
0: But... Look at these players that have came through. Madison from the Championship. Well, Watkins. Grealish, Grealish Watkins, yeah.
1: But um, but I said if you're saying he can, he's, it's only the championship. But you can only beat what's in front of you, and he's clearly smashing it.
0: That's it. And Watkins at seven point five, compared to the other players at that price, I do think I would prefer going for him because he plays every minute. Got 14 goals, nine assists last season. You're not going to be worried even if he's playing against a difficult team. It's probably one in one that you just set and forget really.
1: Yeah, you'd imagine. So, what about penalties for Villa this season, um, Stephen? Because it was a mixture between El El Ghazi, who doesn't know that he's going to get any much game time now that Buendia's there, and then it was... Watkins did he miss one? Aye, Watkins. So, uh, is...
0: Grealish was on. Grealish was meant to be on them, but I don't think he actually got to take one, did he? After that.
1: What do you think about Benteke? Because Benteke scored one penalty last season, last because Puky wasn't on the pitch. Do you think it could be Pendia
0: I don't think he's going to come in and take pens. Like I think they'd probably still stick with El Ghazi, then Grealish, then Watkins. But do you think... El Ghazi's is going to be pushed back even more if you think Triore is going to be struggling to get in that team now as well.
1: Well, that's very true. That's what I'm about the penalties but yeah. yeah could well just go down to uh, Grealish I'd imagine
0: yeah we'll just see what happens with Grealish because if he goes to Man City I don't think you'll have him in just because of the rotation risk but then if he mm-hmm. if he stays at if he stays at Villa you would probably just still go for Buendia just for the price
1: yeah well I suppose moving on to City because there's another team that we quite like attacking wise they've got a nice first six fixtures they've got uh, Tottenham away Norwich at home Arsenal at home, Leicester away, Southampton at home, and then with Chelsea away on the on the on the sixth fixture. Some of them names in there, you think, oh, I'm not quite sure about that Tottenham and Arsenal, but Tottenham and Arsenal aren't the Tottenham and Arsenal of old. You know what I mean? They can, they are more than beatable, for, especially for a team like Man City. I don't think Leicester has anything to fear at the moment. I mean, they had a very tricky back end of last season, so we'll have to see how they pick up. Um, so attacking wise, I think. You shouldn't be scared to go for them. Those five fixtures last season, Man City managed to score nine goals, which is nothing too shabby whatsoever. But the question's always going to be, who do you go for? And you just know that whoever you go for is going to end up on the bench.
0: That's always the problem with Man City, isn't it? You want to get one of the attackers in, but who do you go for?
1: If you were to pick one Man City attacker to go for at the start of the season, including budget, you got to take price into consideration. Other things you might want to do with your team, because everyone will be in the same boat. Who would you go for, and why?
0: Well, in my latest draft, I've actually got De Bruyne in, but I am, I am worried—is he going to start at the beginning of the season? Just because of the the injuries, the multiple injuries he had at the towards the end of last season, and then obviously the the Euros as well. So I have got De Bruyne in, but I have got him in instead of Bruno at the minute. So things could really change.
1: Did he, pick, did he pick up an injury in the Euros as well, De Bruyne? Or was it uh, just like
0: yeah, that it fa- was it like a facial one or something?
1: Oh, he got that in the Champions League final, didn't
0: he? Yeah, so he still ended up playing though, didn't he? But they might give him a bit more time off, like they're doing with Kane as well, aren't they? I suppose.
1: Why not? Not fancy a bit of Raheem after his uh, Euros exploits? Eleven million.
0: I'm still not sure about Sterling at that price. Still, there's something about that price that just doesn't stick well with me. Two seasons ago, you would say yes,
1: a hundred percent. But now that the the amount of talent that they've got in the same position as that, it's just impossible for you to say yes, yeah. he's going to start or no, he's not. I think you also alluded to something in the in the post match um, interview after the Croatia game about why he wasn't scoring goals. It was a little bit um, a little bit under the radar. You yeah, had said something like, "Oh yes, there's a few reasons why I've not been playing very well," and it just sort of made you think has something gone on at the club
0: behind the scenes
1: something going on in his personal life that obviously he doesn't want to get into, but obviously that can affect his um his club game. Yeah. A player that's been bandied around a lot on Twitter, but probably not in the grand scheme of things, well, not in the grand scheme of things because he's only in 3.4% of teams, is Ferran Torres, 7 million. Tickle any fancy at all, at all?
0: If they don't sign a striker, then you'd have to consider him, wouldn't you?
1: I think you might go on the false nine.
0: You could play there, yeah.
1: Because he was quite, he's quite high up for um for Spain in the Euros, so that's just something that's getting banded around onto it. I'll be honest with you, I'm not buying into it. I think if I was going to go Man City attacking, I would just go KDB because he's most likely to start, and then just wait for when Kane gets announced.
0: What about Foden? Do you think he might get a few chances I think, in
1: there? I just think the same, the same issue you've got with Foden, you've got with Sterling, you've got with Torres, you've got with Morris, and it's just minutes yeah. of who's going to be playing when. Even when they bang on form, it doesn't really matter to Pep because he just throws them in and throws them back out.
0: The thing about I Moraes mean, was that he got he got a lot of game time at the end of last season. He barely got dropped, Moraes. So it's, he's probably more nailed on than everyone, other than De Bruyne.
1: More's nine million.
0: It's tough, isn't it? Because if he doesn't if he doesn't play a nine million, you, you are going to grumble.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if he comes on for the last twenty minutes, then you really are going to grumble. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't be I, I don't think I'm prepared. Maybe I think seven and a half would be the highest I would go if I was preparing myself for rotation risk.
0: Yeah, you've got Sancho in that price bracket as well, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to like. So
1: yeah, people just like because it's just there. Uh... But I was very very about the new uh, new, new signings. Yeah, now. but we'll get onto that in a different podcast. Shall we have a little talk about the defensive teams. Those were three attacking teams that were quite like defensively. Who do you like the look of?
0: So we'd have to go Liverpool again for the defensive aspect. And the reason for that is they've got the two best scoring defenders in the game. Mm-hmm. Trent, Robbo, Van Dijk's meant to be back. I don't think he's back for the the first couple of games, is he? He's meant to be missing the, the start yeah, of the season. But I think so. it, it's only going to benefit them even more when he gets back.
1: So what do you think? Would you... Seven and a half and seven for Trent and Robbo. Is that too much for you in the defensive? Do you like to go cheap at the defensive? Or are you prepared to put that pan further in the pocket to get some of the big boys at the back?
0: I do like the thought of the double up. But what I'm worried about is what happens if games get called off because of COVID again. Mm -hmm. If you have three players from Liverpool and they get a game called off, and let's just say they're playing Chelsea where you've got one of their players as well. You could be losing out on four players, and will you have the bench to suffice for it?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. So it's not even it's just the money, it's the potential as if you're... Because then that's two players gone, that means you're left with your three defenders that you've got left. If you've got a budget player, then or a four million player that's not going to play anyways, then you're down to at least ten players.
0: That's a thing. So that's the only thing i would bear in mind is, I don't know if I'd go for the double up. I would definitely take Trent though.
1: So it's not the money that puts you off Trent and Robbo. You think they're worth the fourteen point five million between the two of them?
0: I would say so. Yeah, they're always the top scorers in the game for the last three or four seasons. So you can't yeah. you can't complain of what they do. Um, and it's not that's just fair. for it's not just for their defensive returns. It's it's mainly for their attacking returns, isn't
1: it? Well, that's it. And it's, if you look at their points total for the last few seasons, last two seasons, definitely. It's how much are you playing for a midfielder who gets the same amount of points? Well, it's probably about eight and a half, if not nine. So really it, it's worth it. It's just a double up, I think. It's when you're trying to spread your cash around and there's quite a lot of mid price midfielders who we'll are yeah. like the look of. I'll be I think we'll be um posting a thread on mid price midfielders in the next few days. But and then it's if you've got all that money tied up in the back, it's it's always a hard one i mean i'm i've you know me i've, I've had trent and robo double up for the most of the few seasons didn't work very well last season but it worked to treat the season before it's just how they come out of the traps and with their fixtures they've got you'd expect them to do quite well
0: i think you were the original person that brought them bring up the double up were not you the original I'm the og trent <laughs> robo
1: double up yeah anyone who doubles up on them now i just copy knock. <laughs> <laughs> moving on another team that we quite like defensively and i know it, it's getting talked about quite a lot, so it's probably no shock. But Brighton, we like the look of their fixtures, don't we? Brighton, first Brighton, Brighton yeah. yeah. First six fixtures they've got is Burnley away, Watford at home, Everton at home, Brentford away, Leicester at home, and Crystal Palace away. So that's two of the promoted teams in that first six games, which... In essence you think, well yeah, because they're technically they shouldn't be up to the same standard, but sometimes these promoted teams do come out of the traps but for Brighton's sake I were hoping they don't. And um, Burnley's in there, Christopher's in there, you don't see many goals from them anyway, so just looking just looking at the fixtures in the teams that they're playing, you don't expect those teams to score many goals. They've got Everton Lesser in there, okay, who are more than capable of getting a goal. But I think if you're gonna if you had to choose your first six fixtures, you wouldn't be far off the six fixtures that they've got in terms of defensively.
0: Definitely, in the you could go for the double-up as well with uh, not just Liverpool. But,
1: well, that's it. Yeah, they've got quite a few defenders that everyone's having a look at. Sanchez and goal.
0: Everyone's got him having the Sanchez.
1: Yeah, everyone, everyone likes to look at him. They've got White and Lampney both coming in at four and a half. But I think with White, the transfer is speculation is if he's going to Arsenal four and a half million for Arsenal, is that still a good choice?
0: I would say he would keep waiting if he goes to Arsenal. I think he could really improve yeah, their defence.
1: I'd agree. And something that's not something that maybe not getting spoken about much, but Dunks at five, I think with the consistency that he's gonna play, he plays he plays every game. He's on a couple of free kicks, isn't he? He doesn't mind a headed goal. Yeah. Is is he worth the extra point five, in your opinion?
0: He's probably the best five million defender in the game. Other than Tierney's five, isn't he? he? He looks all right.
1: Yeah, Tierney's five, but his is obviously the opposite of Dunk, where he may be getting any more attack returns, but he's not getting
0: the clean sheets. Not
1: guaranteed. Yeah. He's, not, he's not guaranteed to get every game. Yeah. Because he's he's injury prone, very injury prone.
0: I feel with Brighton as well, they were very unlucky last season, with the underlying stats showed that they should have got a lot more clean sheets and a lot more goals than what they did. So they're actually underperforming.
1: I noticed they were underperforming in terms of scoring goals. I hadn't realised they were underperforming in terms of letting them in as well, but that's probably about right. I remember that Crystal Palace Brighton game, and Ben Tecchi scored that 90th minute winner, and it was the most unjustified victory I've like, ever <laughs> seen. They were terrible. Brighton were absolutely brilliant. I'm sure the XG was like 500 or something like that, and they couldn't put one in. And then Big Christian just comes in with it, like, a last minute volley. I just thought that is a
0: liberty. It's <laughs> never a liberty. You wouldn't see him do that again, would you?
1: No, exactly, no. And another player people have been talking about a lot is Lamptey. But unfortunately, he is a great option at 4.5. But the reason he's 4.5 is because he's made a biscuit and he's injured again. So he's looking like he's going to miss the start of the season. So if he's in your drafts. It's, but it's an easy move straight over to Ben White. If you yeah. the Same amount of money. So you can't really complain. It's an easy, easy switch to me if you are looking to go into Brighton defensively.
0: It's still the same injury from last season for Lampy, isn't it? The hamstring. Lesson. Oh, is it? I think it is. It's still it's still the same injury that kept him out.
1: Must have been quite a bad one because I mean he's he only played a handful of games.
0: He did look good in them handful of games, but oh, can you oh, trust him? Yeah, you kind of trust him, can you?
1: I mean Lamptey, let's have a look. He only played eight hundred eighty-seven minutes last season, which is really nothing. Rich tea. Rich tea, yeah. And he's being dunked as well. That's how soft he is. <laughs> and we're final team that will quite like the look of defensively, Stephen.
0: We went for Everton. Not just because of the fixtures, but if you think of the, the new manager, Rafa, defensive-minded. Potentially could be playing five at the back. Very good for the defensive aspects. Um, the first six fixtures, anyways, are Southampton at home, Leeds away, Brighton away, Burnley at home, Aston Villa away and Norwich at home. And out of them games last season, they only conceded one goal and got 11 points.
1: What, in the, those exact fixtures from last season?
0: Yes, well, they didn't play in Norwich last season, obviously, but the other five, they got 11 points. Five goals scored, one goal conceded, so they were very good on the defensive side for them ones last year.
1: Very good. So, so, defensively, I mean, that's always a mixed bag at centre half and things like that. And you don't know who's going to play. So, who would you fancy starting you'd, with, or would you start with any of their defensive assets?
0: You'd have to go Dinier if he plays as a wing back for five point five million. He's going to be silly, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and, and Rafa plays wing back, so I can see him keeping the same um, the same shape. Yeah. Who, who would fit in a right wing back because you're you're not touching a wobby, are you?
0: Don't know what they're going to do. Right wing back. They haven't really. They've got Coleman, haven't they? So you might keep yeah. Coleman in the team, but he's not going to play every game. So I wonder if they're going to play Awobi or even Townsend maybe.
1: Oh yes, the new boys as well. Damari Gray. Could you see him in there? Maybe he's a little bit too attacking for that.
0: Yeah, he he won't stay back, will he? No, he's not disciplined enough.
1: So if you think they're going to play three centre halves, who would you tip to play? Say if you wanted to. A option to get in there, I've just had a look at there, Holgate's 4.5 he
0: could be the third centre back couldn't he because you're sure it'll be Keane and Godfrey the other two
1: Godfrey you've got Mina stiffing around there as well though So I, I think if you, if you were trying to save a few pence and you wanted to uh, go centre half so I think you've definitely got to wait to see who Rafa likes rather than just go in with one of them
0: yeah if Holgate gets the third centre back spot you're laughing aren't you
1: He's only 1.1% owned as well, so not many people in the game have had a think about him, so just by listening to this podcast, you could be ahead.
0: Potential differential.
1: So right wing backs, has anything been, any like transfer rumours or anything like that going around?
0: I've not seen anything for who they're signing for a wing backs, so you must be happy with someone that's already there, really.
1: I, I did see a little mention of Denzel Dumfries being uh, banded around, but I think... I think he'll come in probably at five point five six after having a yeah quite a few after doing well in the Euros. Maybe if he hadn't had the Euros, he might have just came in as a five. But
0: if, everyone's linked to him, aren't they? Everyone's been. Oh,
1: I've not even noticed. So that's my three teams that were like attacking wise, and three teams that were like defensive wise. I think we've summed it up quite nicely there.
0: Nice and short and sweet.
1: Yes, we we'll have promised everyone that our podcasts are only going to be 25-30 minutes, and that's what we're trying to keep to.
0: We do blab on a little bit, so apologies if you've watched the last two and it's went over an hour.
1: Yes, we do apologise, but you know, they might have been on that train journey to work or driving in and they might have just filled in the time quite nicely. But another mention I must talk about is people may or may not be aware about rotation pairings and each Premier League team's paired up. Do you know much about it, Stephen?
0: Certain teams will play at home when certain teams play away. It's generally the ones which are nearby, but there is some where they're not anywhere near each other and it still ends up like that.
1: Yeah, so I'll have a read through the teams that are paired. Basically, the Premier League pairs teams up based on... So, for example, Arsenal and Tottenham are paired up and that's to do with the rivalry and it'll be the crowd control and policing in the city and those teams will always play opposite each other. So, when Arsenal plays at home, Tottenham will play away and that'll be the same throughout the whole season. So, there's some obvious ones on there that are paired up, such as Man City and Man United... Paired up, Um, Everton and Liverpool are paired up for the same reasons. But because obviously not all teams and all cities are right next to each other, so I'm going to read out the pairings, and you may have want to have a think about some rotation. So your 4.5 million defenders might rotate nicely because now that crowds are back, home fixtures might be more of an advantage than they have been in the last couple of seasons. So I'll read them out. Arsenal and Tottenham are a pairing. Aston Villa and Chelsea. Brighton and Watford. Brentford and Wolves, Burnley and Southampton, Crystal Palace and Newcastle, Everton and Liverpool, Leeds and Norwich, Leicester and West Ham, and Man City and Man United. So, those parents, one was always at home, one was always away. Is there any of those parents that stand out uh, to you, Stephen, where you think, well, I could always get a home fixture if I go for those cheap defenders or as any midfielders that rotate quite nicely for you?
0: I like the Brighton and Watford because then you can get a cheap 4.5 defender from both of them, can't you? Could go for the keepers.
1: Yes, well, I think that's probably something that gets to talk about quite a lot. The Backman and Sanchez, they'll always have a home game. And both teams actually start with quite nice fixtures. i noticed Watford's fixtures are quite nice. Yeah. So, I think if you're going to target a home game, Sanchez and Backman always have a home game. There's probably a couple of others in there. Leeds and Norwich, I think, if you wanted to go for... Maybe it's a midfielder partnership that you quite like the look of, or Rafinha and oh, you're gonna play Rafinha in every game. I don't <laughs> know. There's a few, there's a few different ways to go around it. If you're gonna go for them. maybe it's a strike and partnership that you always want at home, less and West Ham, you could have Ian Nacho and Antonio. It's up to you, but that's the rotation parents. So that means they'll always have a home game if that's what you fancy going for.
0: I think with the rotation parents, you want to look for two teams where you get cheap players from rather than. The teams where they're expensive because if you're going for Man City Man, U, you're going to play these the two players every week, anyways, aren't you?
1: Yeah, regardless. That's it, I think. And maybe it's even like we've mentioned Brighton, Watford, the promoted teams might be right up for it and the home fans will be right up for it. So getting the, one of their players in, whether it be a cheap defender, which I probably recommend, you might get a better result from them at home. Yeah. So actually putting them in for the home game might work well over time.
0: Which it didn't last season, really, did it? it
1: well, that's it. With no with no fans in the crowd, there was there was no there didn't seem to be any home or any away advantage. It was pretty much a mixed bag.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think with the fans back in, it could definitely, uh, it could definitely spur the home teams on to get a better result. Well, that was a quick roundup of the fixtures, then, Stephen. This is the uh, the length of podcast that we are aiming for, and we are going to try and stick to this as well. So yes, there we are. There's the fixtures. I think we're going to have a little think about what the podcast's going to be next week. Maybe if people could reply to the tweet and say what they'd like us to talk about, whether it be differential players or whether it be new signings in the league or whatever it may be, or whether you just want to podcast on what we think about Newcastle, if you just write in the comments below the tweet, then we can have an idea of what to talk about, eh?
0: And we could look at potential drafts as well for her. We.
1: Mm, yes, you know what it is, Stephen, I know you don't believe us, but I've actually not made a draft yet.
0: <laughs> you keep saying this, but I'm pretty, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you've got a full team ready and waiting there.
1: I've actually got five accounts. <laughs> the I just think if I if I dive into it straight away, and then I'm going to change it oh, so much over the next few weeks, where in reality it doesn't kick off for another three weeks. So I do There's no rush. I want to get all the team news, all the preseason, all the all the things from the friendlies, all the transfers I can before I start making decisions. I'll probably only make me draft a week or two before, and then that means I've got all the information I need.
0: You've got to think there's still a lot to be done in the transfer market. There's still place to be added to the game.
1: Well, i it, saying if Newcastle sign Harlan and he comes in at six and a half, then we're away with it.
0: <laughs> what what price do you actually think he would come in at if he was to join the game? Oh. I was thinking eleven point five.
1: You think you'd come in at that? I suppose that would be good because it would rival Kane's price, is twelve point five. So I would like eleven point five if he came in. I think eleven point five gives you gives you a decision to make, especially since I'd imagine Kane won't play the first game, even if he is a Man City player. Just maybe something to do with Tottenham, or Levy won't sell him until after the Tottenham fixture, until after the Man City fixture, just to, just to frustrate FPL managers. Yeah. Right, we'll wrap it up there then, Stephen. It was good to see you again. And to the listening millions, don't forget to follow the page. It's at Geordie's FPL. Any feedback is appreciated. We are always looking to try and improve
0: yeah thank you and i'll speak to you again next time
1: yes see you later steven and see you later everyone listening bye Dan. ta